Welcome back to part two of this week's episode of My Big Gay Podcast with me, Benji. And me, Brad. If you remember, we finished the last half with Straight to Eight contestant Alex Banks using his phone-a-friend lifeline. But before we find out how he got on, we have an exciting interview for you. As I'm sure you're aware, the London theatre scene has been pretty quiet of recent times due to the old coronavirus and the West End's all totally shut down. But there are outdoor events happening now. So if you're missing your musical theatre fix, then we have some exciting news. Yes, so you might have seen through the powers of social media that the show Fanny and Stella by Lamco Productions has opened this week with the musical staging by Nick Winston and directed by Stephen Dexter. We're very excited to bring on to the podcast one of the leading men from the show. It's Jed Berry. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Not at all. Um, So Jed, what's it like finally going back to work and being at the theatre? Oh, do you know what? It's absolutely amazing. It's a completely new experience for everyone involved, really. You know, in London, there's only sort of two open air theatres, the Globe and the Open Air, both of which are doing amazing, amazing work. And obviously, given Miss Rona, it's, it's meant that the um, the theatre industry's had to become really resourceful. And so we've gone and found this little open air theatre space that's been uh, sort of renovated and we're just making it happen. And it's just been wonderful. And the reception's been amazing as well. That is so great to hear. So Fanny and Stella, what's it about? So Fanny and Stella, it's actually a true story. And anyone that's kind of um, well brushed up on their LGBT history might have heard of them. So they were these 1800s cross-dressing Victorian performers who were arrested for conspiring to commit sodomy. Uh, and the the show itself sort of follows the trial. It follows the uh, ins and outs of their love affairs and their friendship between with each other. And it's just a really fun gay romp. Great. And it's a, a musical, right? It is. I'd say, I'd, I'm going to take a gamble and say it's a play with music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's it's obviously set in the Victorian era. And so the music's very music hall and the whole production sort of takes place as a music hall piece. Um, so it's quite self-aware and there's, there's moments where we address the audience and there's this fun these fun little uh, Victorian songs that go along with it. And it's really good fun. So what role do you play? So I play Stella of Fanny and Stella fame. And yeah, I'm one of a wonderful double act. Uh, I play opposite Kane Verrill, who is just one of the most generous and talented performers I think I've ever met. Um, and a cast of another four gentlemen who have just been wonderfully supportive and so adaptable as well. You know, we got this show up in a week. We started rehearsals uh, one Monday a few weeks back and the following Monday we were doing our first preview. It's just amazing. It's a total privilege to be able to perform with them and to perform at all right now. I was going to say, obviously, with like the Corona times, what was the rehearsal process like? Was there any like big changes to it? Or Yeah, there was. And it's been really alien, specifically with choreography. A lot of the time, uh, a choreographer or a dance captain or an associate will help you get the correct line or the correct position with sort of physical contact and all those kind of things are completely out the window. So Nick, Nick Winston, our amazing choreographer, has done A, an amazing job of choreographing in a small space where the choreography is distanced, but then also the way that he's taught it has been quite a new experience for all of us as well. Yeah. Um, I think that's almost been the challenge for us as as a creative team and a cast to find ways to get the impact of the story or the impact of a certain scene or a certain character development 
without having to have any kind of physical contact. It's been a, a really fun and exciting challenge, actually. Yeah. Do you think this is then going to be sort of the, the new normal for any other shows that are going to come about? It's hard to say. It's really tricky to say because we're in such a weird state of limbo right now. And I do believe that we are creatures of habit. I do believe that when theatres can reopen, we'll go flocking back into them. I, for one, cannot wait for that time. But uh, we don't know when that might be. And and there's a lot of other amazing open air productions that are going on all over the country. And so not only do I applaud them, but I do hope maybe it sort of raises the question of how we reimagine how theatre works currently and possibly moving forward as well uh, what's your favorite bit in the show oh it's hard to say it's an incredible 90 minutes if you ask me <laughs> it, God, favorite moment there's a really camp moment if anyone we we were very lucky and got a, a little slot on a be on channel 4 news uh and they they featured this number where we've got these big like feather fans that were flailing around and high kicking and all those kind of things. <laughs> oh nice sounds camp oh just a tiny <laughs> bit just a, a, a simple dashing of camp <laughs> yeah i love the high camp numbers but there are there is moments of complete exposure for these characters who they were really trailblazing so jed do you feel like you're starting to get typecast by playing roles where you have to dress up as a woman because obviously you've done kinky i i did i am i am a kinky boots alumni do i think i'm being typecast no, I think that people might know that I can slap on a bit of makeup in an hour <laughs> and hoof around in some heels. And that's just a Saturday night. And that's, yeah, that's not even on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and um, No, I, I mean, before lockdown, I was on tour with um, the Book of Mormon and I will hopefully be going back there at some point when we, when um, when Miss Rona permits. No, and, and, and equally, I... I'd never done any drag before I started Kinky Boots. I'm, I love being able to do it, but equally, no, I don't really worry about that. I'm an actor. I can do I can do it all, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any skills sort of when you did drag within um, Kinky that you've brought forward into this show? I mean, did did they call sort of Fa- Fanny and Stella, were they sort of a, a, a drag couple or what, what was it that they actually called them sort of within the press? Well, they, they were just two friends and they were they were these quote unquote he, she ladies that were kind of these celebrities of the West end at the time. They would go around to casinos and nightclubs and members clubs in, you know, full drag attire. Um, what have I brought forward? Well, I guess the fact that actually now I I hope I don't look quite as much like a pig in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought I looked amazing. And now looking back on pictures, I was so misguided and everyone lied to me. Everyone said I looked great. And those people are no longer my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Doing drag gives you a, a kind of confidence that for me personally is unaccessible. And, um, and it's lovely to be able to relive that for a short amount of time. You know, Fanny and Stella isn't going to, it ain't going to go on forever because, um, because it's going to get cold at some point. We're going to have to go inside. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's wonderful to be able to uh, relive some of the fabulosity that I found doing Kinky Boots, but now also apply a, a real character, a real human being to it and, and find some of the heart through doing that as well great jed the show sounds brilliant where is it on at it's on at the garden theater which is a newly renovated open air space uh attached to the eagle in Vauxhall. uh the whole thing's been redone and it looks absolutely amazing it's uh it's obviously all social distance so the audience come in in their bubbles or singles they are seated distance from everyone else they must wear a mask as they're watching the show you can still buy some drinks so don't worry <laughs> and you can get tickets at fanny and stella musical.com fantastic and, and how long is it running on for 
So currently we're running until the 25th of August, but keep buying tickets and you never know. I said we won't be out there when it's cold, but who knows? <laughs> the public want what the public want. Well, Jed, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast to chat about this. Uh, it sounds brilliant. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. And do pop along as well. It'd be nice to see you both. Yeah, we should do a little trip. Great, it's a date. <laughs> right. Uh, what was next, Brad? Well, we should see how Alex gets on in straight to eight. Oh, yeah. Now, where did we get up to? What's your next category? Um, I'd like to go for food, please. What is said to be the benefit of a guy eating pineapple? I want, I'm going to phone a friend. Who are you going to phone? I'm going to ring a man called Fita uh, Pry. Right, so Alex, you are using your phone a friend. Hello. All right, Pete. Hello. I'm, uh, I'm recording on Big Gay Podcast at the moment. I've got a question for you. Are you willing to answer? Yes, yes. Thank you. What is said to be the benefit of a guy eating pineapple? Oh, it's supposed to make your, uh, you know, your, your semen taste nice. Is it really? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I've heard on the grapevine, you know. On the pineapple vine. There you go. Is that your final answer? I mean, I think he worded it very crassly, so I'll say... Um, to make a male's ejaculate taste uh, better than it should. Alex, you are correct. Thank you very much. Technically, it was uh, Fita Pry that was correct, not myself, but I'll, I'll send him your love. Thank you, Fita Pry. So, Alex, so far you're on three points and you need one more point to get on the first ladder to win a prize. Can I just ask you a question there, Benji? Is it worth it? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. We'll ask Gemma. <laughs> Gemma. I've had enough of playing games. That's fair, Gemma, love. It, it will be worth it, I promise. So, Alex, what is your next category? I'd like history, please. In our new segment earlier on in the episode, we mentioned the first same-sex female kiss on CBBC was this year. But when was the first same-sex male kiss aired on CBBC and which show was it? Oh, that's tricky. Um, I read about the first female kiss, actually, the other day. So, Alex, you could actually win two points on this question. Two points? So you've got to guess the year and guess the TV show. Okay. Um, oh, I don't know, because... Well, I don't... What is my final lifeline? Your final lifeline is ask your followers. I'll ask my followers. So what you need to do is you need to pop it on your Instagram story with the question box and then at the end we'll come back to it and you have to screenshot us and show us the answer sent to you this is a mad question i didn't actually know that there'd been a male gay kiss on cbbc right okay alex have you posted that to your instagram story i have posted it confirmed fab well at the end of the competition we will come back and see if you have any correct answers but until then alex what is your next category you can either have culture or animals. I'll take culture. Alex, you chose culture. Your question is, in gay terms, what is a twunk? 
I feel like a twink looks young, don't they? Is that right? Yes. So what would a twank be? Uh, like a muscly bloke. Looks a bit more like a hunk. What is your final answer, Alex? I want to say a young muscly bloke. Alex, you are correct. Thank you very much. Yes, another point. So exactly that. It's a twink, so someone that looks young, yeah. mixed with a hunk. Oh, okay. So you'll have a nice uh, young-looking face, but a hunky body. That is a twunk. Fair play. Well, you learned something new. I learned the word otter the other day. Thought that was just an animal that held hands drifting through water, but apparently not. <laughs> <coughs> Alex, would you say you're a twunk or an otter? Or a twink? No, I won't say I'm a twink. I'm way past those days. Um... No, I don't know what I'd say. I'm I'm just a a regular guy that pays his taxes on time (laughs) and just tries to get on with people. Bit of a bastard, but an all-round good guy, I'd say. So, your final category, animals. So, question is, Alex, which of these animals is used to describe a gay stereotype? So, you've got five options. Is it kangaroo, bear, rhino, rabbit... Or kitten? Fucking hell, it can't be a kitten, because they're very sweet. Um, rhino sounds really fucking petrifying. If you meet a rhino on the street, you go, oh, I'm never going to walk ever again. <laughs> um, I know the answer. Sure. I know the answer. I am sure, and I'm only sure because I used to work in Soho. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Oh, I think we've heard of that place. Yeah, um, I've been there once, maybe. Yeah. They used to be... Um, <laughs> they used to be still there. Um, a pub called the... I think it's called the Wellington Pub, maybe. And there were a certain... There was a certain demographic of homosexuals um, and I feel like they're all older and I feel like that is a bear. I'm saying bear. You're correct! The exciting thing is, is that you have five points already, so you're definitely on that prize ladder. But you could get another two more points, which will get you right to that high end and even better prizes, depending on your answers that you put on on your Ask Your Followers lifeline. Oh, go on then. Right, okay, Alex, so... Double check your DMs, double check your Instagram. Have you had any answers come through? Loads. Oh, you have? Yeah. Give us a a few of the answers. So just a reminder, the question was, when was the first same-sex male kiss aired on CBBC? And what was the show? Uh, Someone's put, was there one on the Basil Brush show? (laughs) Uh, Which would be weird, because that's a a cartoon... Oh, no, he's a puppet, in it? A puppet fox. So that would be... That'd be all kinds of strange. Uh, someone's put EastEnders uh, in 1989, but uh, I don't remember EastEnders being on CBBC. Uh, Dick and Dom. Could be loads of jokes made about that, but I've <laughs> not got the time. Uh, or Strictly Come Dancing. I mean, my fellow followers are useless. They've not really helped me here. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they've let you down a bit from winning some big prizes. And they haven't given you any dates either. No, I've got EastEnders 1989 uh, and I've got 1994 Biker Grove. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm just going to have to go for it and guess. It, uh, I'm going to say Biker Grove in 1994. Is that your final answer? Well, it'll have to be. 
Well, I can confirm. You are correct. Oh, winner. <laughs> yeah. Two points added on. Just let me message that person and say you're an absolute star. I love you. He's called Adam Boardman. Well done, Adam Boardman. Well done, Adam Boardman. Well done, Adam. You've won nothing. I'm having the prize. <laughs> right, so um, how many points have you won? Well, Alex, you got a total of seven points. I'm happy with that. So you didn't quite get straight to eight, but you got straight to seven, which is pretty good. Straight to Stefan. Don't really have the same ring, does it? <laughs> Do you want to know what you have won? Yes. So if you had got four points, you would have won Yeah. a big gay podcast badge. Everyone wants one of those, right? You know what? Everyone that's ever met me knows I'm an avid badge wearer. So <laughs> just add it to my collection. If you had only got five points... You would have got a free Starbucks. A free Starbucks. There's one just down the road as well. If you had got six points, you would have won one of our brand new Big Gay Podcast mugs. Oh, I love a mug as well. <laughs> Could have dropped my Starbucks out of it, but <laughs> fucked it, didn't I? But we are delighted to tell you that you got a whole seven points, which means you have won yourself... A mug and a badge. Oh, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> what is going to be your beverage of choice to drink out of your mug? Probably a coffee from Starbucks if we're talking, but uh, if not, probably be wine. <laughs> we want to see pictures. Yeah, we want to see pictures. Yeah, you can have pictures. I'll wear the badge at the same time as well, you know, just for a laugh. <laughs> well, Alex, thank you so much for playing. Oh, sorry, just before we go, um, Gemma, did you have any final words? Fuck off, Gillian Oh, right, okay. No worries. She's not happy. She's not happy. Gillian's nice as well. She's a good lad. (laughs) Anyway, Alex, (laughs) thank you so much for playing Straight to Eight. Nice one. Thanks very much. Cheers. I'm I'm over the moon. Got myself another mug that won't fit in the cupboard, but I'll take it anyway, you know. Gemma, do you fancy playing another game? No, I don't want to play any more games. I'm fucking gamed out. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast has gone strength to strength. You went from having no one, and then you went from me, celebrity, and then you, you asked Gemma Collins to be on it. Right, so Alex, at the end of each podcast, me and Brad like to play Never Have I Ever. Are you familiar with the game? I have, uh, yeah, I've played it a few times before. When I was younger. What are you saying? You're saying it's an immature game? Are you saying we're immature? <laughs> no. But you laugh <laughs> at the word willy though, don't you? Oh, yeah. All sorts of emotions happen when you say the word willy. Didn't realise that this podcast was like that. I thought it was very highbrow. And... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... It is time to play Never Have I Ever, and we have a question, and there is, Never Have I Ever Been Sick in Someone Else's Bed After a One Night Stand? (laughs) I haven't, so I'm going to say no on this occasion. And do you know what? I haven't either. Alex? When you say sick in the bed, do you mean in the confines of the bed or next to the bed? Let's go in the bedroom. Okay. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've got to tell the story. Tell us. I mean, it's not it's not a sexual story. I was staying in a friend's house. Um, yeah, I stayed in a mate's house and we shared a bed together. It was a male as well. But, um, uh, and I 
threw up in the night, but I was so drunk I didn't realise I'd done it. And he went to work, and I didn't have to work the next day, so I obviously got another hour or something like that, woke up and saw the devastation. Um, and I actually felt so bad that I had to get some of his clothes and that that were on the floor, put them in the washer, dry them, and then put them back on the floor where they were, <laughs> and I poured I poured a bit of water on the floor because I didn't know how to get sick out of the carpet. Oh. If anyone knows how to get sick out of the carpet, please message me and let me know. <laughs> um, that's why I go for places with laminate now because it's easy. It's wiped clean. <laughs> Just wipe it out. It wasn't. It wasn't like as bad as I'm making out, but I made the absolute effort to wash his clothes, even though they were dirty on the floor, and put them back in the same place because I'm an absolute legend like that, or a bit of a psychopath. Not sure. And did you ever tell your friend? No, this person doesn't actually know, and I'm not going <laughs> to name names, but if they happen to listen to this podcast, which they may or may not, I don't know, um, then, yeah, sorry, I was sick on your clothes and I washed them and then put them back in the same place. So. <laughs> Brilliant. Sorry, mate. One of my um, female friends, this has happened to you, actually, and it was during a one-night stand. And when I say during, I mean during. <laughs> yeah, and she'd been drinking, um, you know, like blue, I think it's blue, I don't know what they call it, but the WKD that is blue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she'd just been drinking that all night. And it, the other guy's place was in a hotel room, so it was white sheets. Oh, oh no. Yeah, and she threw up during. Oh. Um, and she just said it was like this fluorescent blue liquid all over white sheets. Um, and they had to throw them in the shower and say they spilled the drink on it. How bad is that? Oh, God. I've got a shit story. Oh! Do you want a shit story? Yeah, go on. I don't know how PC this is or whatever, you know, whether your listeners want to hear this. It wasn't even me. I was told this by someone. Um, there was, so I've got a friend um, and this other girl that he used to work with, they went on a night out in Soho and uh, they went to a bar called Freedom and she got so drunk, they shared a bed together. He's a gay man. She's a straight female. Um, and she thought that... She was on the toilet, she wasn't, and she actually shit all over the bathroom floor. No! And he found it in the morning because she'd done it and then she'd scarpered, she'd left the house (laughs) and they obviously had to work together every day. (laughs) Yeah, she shat all over the tiles. Wow, what a story. So, um, Emily, if you're listening, um, (laughs) everyone knows your story, you dirty bitch. Brilliant. Well, Alex, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, it's been a laugh. Cheers, guys. Nice one. Well, that's all we have time for on episode seven of My Big Gay Podcast. Next week, we'll be chatting to James Mack, who was one of the finalists on BBC's Glow Up. Make sure you get in touch with us. It's really easy. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Big Gay Podcast. Until then, see, see you next Wednesday. Wednesday. Bye. Do you not mean see you next Tuesday? You missed a trick there. No, Alex, because our podcast comes out on Wednesdays. My Big Gay Podcast would love, love, love to thank this month's subs. I mean subscribers. Who are the following? Becky B, Vasilis, Jay, William Mealy, Jack, Joe Brown. As well as Richard, Mark, Tommy, 
Kendrick, Rob Houghton, Michael Leonard, and Marty. By subscribing, you're helping to keep my big gay podcast free and accessible to the LGBTQ plus community around the world. Yes, and thanks to your generosity, we're now able to make the podcast transcribed so that those that are hard of hearing can also enjoy the podcast. It only costs less than a cup of coffee a month, and you can cancel at any time. Well, if you really want to. And don't forget, you'll also be added to our close friends list on Instagram for extra content just for your eyes. Oh, Benji, you're not going to make me put up nudes, are you? No, mate. We're trying to thank our following, not send them running. (laughs) 